0: Support for this broadcast is made possible by Lash & Brow
1: Design Company, Indianapolis's premier microblading and lash extension studio. Visit
0: LashAndBrowDesignCo.com to schedule an appointment today. Believe it or not, I was a cocktail waitress on the strip at Treasure Island. And so, when you're living in fear, you're not living in faith, right?
1: From the Lash Design Co. Studios, it's Lading for Beauty, a show about the permanent makeup industry leaders, innovators, dreamers, and artists who have made this what it is today and where permanent makeup is going tomorrow. I'm Kate Shaughnessy, and on today's show. Karen Darling launched one of the most recognized retailers in the PMU industry, tips for new artists, and the reason why she doesn't believe in competition. There are thousands of opinions when it comes to what is the best product to use or the premier needle to go with for the permanent makeup artist. For many seasoned artists, there's only one company to consult for advice and just one store to trust for the very best in the industry, Girl's Ink. What you might not know is that the artist and owner behind Girl's Ink started out as a cocktail waitress in Las Vegas. On this episode of Blading for Beauty, we will discover how Karen Darling started the wildly successful Girl's Ink, what she's most passionate about in the permanent makeup industry, and how she encourages the new artists just starting out. much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to talk with us today. Um, I understand you actually just got done with a conference. So I did. Can you tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I did. It was here in Las Vegas at the Encore with Alexandra and uh, Permanent Reunion conference and battle, three days long, and uh, yeah, it was great. I spoke. Um, I spoke on uh, removal lift. I think you're. <laughs> You're you're into that, I think. That like is, you. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I spoke on that, and there was lots of really cool speakers there, like Tony Belfato and, uh, you know, David Browart, just so, yeah, and Will, Anthony, of course. And so, yeah, yeah it was
1: great to see everybody
0: and educate, and so I had a, had a really good time.
1: Awesome. And I'm sure you're kind of like probably just trying to recover from all that, huh?
0: Well, I am in my pajamas today, so. That's the best way to be after
1: a conference. That's why I asked you. I
0: can do it today, but are they going to see me or can I stay in my PJs? So, that yeah.
1: That is the beauty of this is nobody can yeah. see if our hair is messy and we have no makeup on. Yeah, my hair is totally messy, K. Okay? It's
0: totally messy. I'm in my pajamas and, yeah, so it's a nice lazy easy day. I love it, I love
1: it. So for those who do not know who you are, I'd like you to start off just by kind of telling us um what your business is and where you're located.
0: Oh, okay. So I am a permanent makeup artist. I am in Las Vegas and I own the Girls Inc. studio and uh supply store. That's that's me in a nutshell, I guess.
1: Yeah, and you um kinda of give us a background of like what you guys supply.
0: Oh my gosh, well, my number one product would be LI Pigments. That's what I started the whole store with. Uh, LI kinda, uh, caught me off guard and asked me to be a distributor a few years back. And so, uh, that's what I started with, was, was LI Pigments and got a store built up and running and, uh selling and educating LI and then of course your customers are asking for anesthetics and other things they like convenient shopping so we sell uh you know all dermal source anesthetics and we sell the Zion and Bishop and Tassel products Da Vinci needles uh, oh my gosh, all kinds of things.
1: All, all kinds the good of things.
0: things. <laughs> all the good things, all high quality. Everything we sell in the store, either I use personally or my artists in my studio use or uh, really good trusted friends use and put their stamp of approval on. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, and I, yeah. I love Ally Pigment. It's just a beautiful line, and I still use it. I've used it for almost three years now. It's a great line and has beautiful results. So.
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. L. I appreciates that. Yeah, it is a great line.
1: So um, how many girls are with you in your studio?
0: Well, um, there's me, and then there's Amber, Michonne, and Sandra. So I've got three other artists, and then I have an esthetician in there as well. And we're starting a new Apprentice. I think oh. in a couple of weeks, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think people know, like, Amber and Michonne, you know, in Sandra mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, they have quite a few followers now, too. So, yeah, we've all been together. Well, Amber and Michonne have been with me four years, so.
1: Wow. I know.
0: I know. It's crazy. That's amazing.
1: Good. Oh, they they both, I follow both of them, and are very, very talented artists. So, yeah, Yeah. they're
0: talented. I got super lucky. Amber was a client of mine. (laughs) Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, she was. And she's hate that I'm going to say this, but, you know, she came in asking for those skinny eyebrows you know what I mean they those <laughs> yeah. skinny eyebrows were no arch no it's a skinny line straight across and I'm like oh my god really <laughs> and so I talked to her to something a little bit more attractive a little bit fuller and uh and it wasn't long after that she saw my post for I was looking for an artist and she she wrote me and yeah and so that was the start of
1: uh everything and here we are four years later so that's amazing. That's so fun, and she does some just beautiful wing liner. I love following her work, and it's just so impressive. So,
0: yeah, she's good. Well, she's super disciplined and very, very disciplined, and takes her craft really seriously. So she's uh, she works really hard at it. So she deserves, you know, all the success that that she she's you know got thus far. And I I feel like the girls just started. You know, she's just getting her feet wet and just starting out. So.
1: Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, totally. So talking about getting your feet wet, so how long have you actually been in permanent makeup? Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Okay, so I just had my
0: 18-year anniversary, September. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Amber knows the exact date. I want to say it's like September 3rd or September 9th. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, 18 years in September, so.
1: And how did you get into permanent makeup?
0: Well... That's a funny story. Do you got a minute? (laughs) I want to hear it, and
1: I'm sure our followers do too. Yeah, let's hear it.
0: Well, you know, okay, so I was kind of lost at that time in my life. Believe it or not, I was a cocktail waitress on the strip at Treasure Island. I think they call it TI now. So, you know, I was wearing skirts, pantyhose, and high heels, Mm -hmm. serving cocktails, believe it or not. And it's fun, but I hated it at the same time. And uh, I wanted my own business. Loved animals. So I call, you know, I'm calling around schools to be a dog groomer, and, and you know, and I'm researching it, and I know you get really messy with all the hair, and they were talking about the income's low and it was hard, and this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not a dog groomer. So then I call the beauty school. I'm like, okay, beauty. I like makeup. I'll do makeup. So I thought I'd go down there and do nails, actually. So I started with the nails, and then they told me, well, you're going to have to do pedicures, in your nail program, I'm like what? I'm like you pedicures? I'm like I have to touch people's feet, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to touch people's feet. <laughs> I can't handle that. So, you know, I got to I got to get up to go out. And she was like, well, what about an esthetician? I'm like, what is that? And she's like, facials and makeup. And I'm like, oh, makeup. Okay, I'll do that. So I signed up to do the aesthetic program and, uh, in that program I met a retiring permanent makeup artist. And, uh, in that moment I met her, probably changed everything for me. I was fascinated. I had never heard of it before. So, yeah, so that's what I did. I finished my aesthetic program and then immediately, um went to work for a plastic surgeon and, uh, found a, an apprentice here in Vegas. She had to do a six month apprenticeship. So, Got into that and uh, got a license as a permanent makeup artist. So, yeah, it was like out of desperation, Kate, really, you know, (laughs) my life trying to find something to do that I would like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it ended up being, you know, perfect for me, so.
1: I mean, here you are, you're like this amazing rock star. People like (laughs) love and adore you. We all follow you. I think you're great. You've been in this for 18 years. You have seen a massive change. Can you talk about that? Like, how have you seen this industry change in these 18 years? Yeah, so massive changes, massive. And, you know,
0: with change, there's always a lot of good. And then there's some, you know, not so good. And I think that's just normal for, you know, all industries. And I just really try to focus on uh, the good. And, um, I think one of the biggest uh, changes is, um, you know, years ago when I started, uh, it was kind of like, you know, the tattoo industry and the permanent makeup industry was really separate. They were really segregated from each other. And I don't think either industry really liked each other or had a lot of respect mm-hmm. for each other. And, uh, you know, in about three years into my permanent makeup uh, career, I spent uh, almost two years in a tattoo shop here and got... License as a, a body tattooer, so I was doing both, and so I was going to, you know, like the SPCP and permanent makeup conventions, and I was going to, like, you know, Ink Slinger's Ball and body tattoo conventions, and I was doing both and loved both, yeah, and uh, yeah, and it was heartbreaking for me to see the two industries so separate. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of flack in the, you know, tattoo industry for, you know, doing permanent makeup, and, and then in permanent makeup, I got some flack for using coil machines and being a body tattooer, so uh, so now of course everybody has seen you know the two industries really start to fuse together, and uh, I think it's I think that is a huge change, and I think it's a, a real positive one uh, for both industries, you know to be honest with you. So that makes me super happy. So that's probably one of the biggest changes I've seen. Um, I think Michael Blading uh, changed. Um, everything for our industry Mm -hmm. yeah i got a lot of yeah you know some people can sit and gripe and be all negative about you know the microblading and I just choose not to um I think I think what microblading did for our industry is it it made so many people take a look at us and Mm -hmm. be aware of us right like right that's what it did and it, it really put us on the map and um you know, and so, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy. I'm happy. You know, I, I think the industry's, uh, for the most part, going in the right direction. Um, you know, I could sit here and gripe with you and point out all the crap that's going on, yeah. but we can't control that. So I just try not to focus on that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think just being positive and, you know, you can always find the good in everything, right? That half, you know, cup half full or half empty, right? So,
0: yeah, that's exactly right. That's fine. exactly right.
1: Yeah. So, if you could pick any service to do on somebody, what would be the service you pick?
0: I'd probably do a powdered brow, like an ombre, you know, powdered brow. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. I think that makes the biggest difference on a woman's face. You know, a, a beautiful pair of eyebrows. So that's probably what I would probably what I would do. But a close second would be eyeliner. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, I
1: haven't I haven't quite accomplished that, that world yet. I did get some amazing training from Will Anthony, and I just like he's just amazing. And uh, I think I just want my my level to be, <laughs> you know, where he is. But it's um, yeah, liner. I feel like liner. It can be hard, and it's just, but it's an amazing thing to. I agree with you, be able to offer on somebody.
0: Yeah, you know, it's hard, but you just gotta you gotta jump it. You gotta book one and just do it. Do it. Uh, yeah, do it. That's what I did to Amber. She was like I think she was a year, I kept her on eyebrows for a whole year, her and Michonne, so they could just get their wrist conditioned to moving, you know, in that direction and just get comfortable with faces and needles and all and whatnot. And I kept teasing her, you know, eyeliner, you know, gonna do eyeliner I'm gonna do eyeliner soon, She's freaking out. And so one day I just walked her in, a client and you know, she looked at me, I was like, Yeah, you're doing eyeliner on her today. She's like, <laughs> What? I'm like, You're ready And so, yeah, and she did her first eyeliner, I think she almost cried. She was a little weepy, you know. She hated it. And I'm like, You just gotta do another one and she just did another one, like, backed it right up with another one and you know, it took, you know, just a few, and and then she was like, oh, my God, you know, I love this, so.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to come hang out with you. That's what's going to happen. Okay,
0: you can come amazing. hang out with us any time you want. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, if you could pick, you're talking about, like, you know, needles, and you have all these amazing machines, if you could pick one and you're, like, stranded on a desert island, and that's what you have to do permanent makeup with on somebody, what would you take with you? A machine? Oh, my God. You're killing me, I know. You know, no, a machine,
0: like, yeah, I love machines. Oh, my God, <laughs> I always have. Well, I've got I got quite a few that I love. I had to pick one. Well, probably no offense to all the other machines that I use and sell or represent, but uh, I'm a little old school uh I still really prefer the needle on the bar and the disposable grips. There I'm just comfortable with that. So mm-hmm. I probably would pick the Bishop V6. All right. <laughs> probably, the classic Bis- Bishop V6. Yeah, yeah. So because um, it's a needle on the bar and it's got the disposable spongy grips that my fingers just feel really good around. So probably that one.
1: And then what about your favorite needle to put on that?
0: Uh, like my favorite, my favorite brand of needle, by far, t- sole, for sure. Yeah, the Tatsole Envies. I've been using them like eight years. I mean, wow. they're just, yeah, they're a really great, great needle. The, uh, tatsoul, the company, is uh, a great company, and they've always, even though they're, you know, body tattoo company and supplier, they've always supported me and the permanent makeup industry, so. Yeah, no, Tatsoul Envy Needles for sure. I spent a lot of years making my own needles, so when I got too busy, uh, to make my own needles and I had to find a brand to use, I, I looked at a lot of different brands and, uh, ended up settling on, uh, Tatsoul Envies and been using them ever since, so, super good needle.
1: What do you think has been the biggest accomplishment in your career thus far?
0: I would have to say, say my team, Ray and Ashley, who take all the calls from, you know, all the customers and students, uh, uh, Amber, Michonne, Sandra, Tom, Tamra, uh, my wife Kat, who's part of the team now, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would have to definitely say my team, they make me, uh, so proud and so happy and I love them all so much and they are a big part of, uh, our success. You know, I definitely don't take my success, uh, Uh, You know, by myself. I mean, it takes a village. I I truly believe that. So, I got a great team. So, I would have to say, I would have to say my studio and my team that I that I put together is probably my biggest accomplishment to date.
1: And they are amazing. If anybody here has never um, ordered from them, I have all the time, and I actually get to deal with Ashley a lot. And they are just absolutely amazing. There, they're super fast. They're great on shipping. I mean, I just. Can have nothing but amazing things to say about you guys. You guys are always um, on top of it.
0: Thank you, thank you. We got lucky. We got super lucky. They all love their job. I mean, you know, we have a lot of fun in in the studio daily. So,
1: what does a typical day look like for you?
0: Oh my god! So get up early, and you know, I got puppies, so gotta take care of the puppies. And, right, right we gotta
1: talk about them. They're super cute. So, what kind of puppies? And uh, and how early is early? I want to know this.
0: Well, early's not too early, Kate. You know, my wife Kat gets up at like six in the morning. That's Ooh. early. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. So, yeah, that's super early. I my perfect time to get up, I get up at eight. Um, I like to get up at eight and then the puppies have already been fed, you know, and then it's a little playtime with me. I have my coffee and I'm in the studio usually by about ten thirty. Um, but I'm a I'm a I'm a late night kind of gal, so I'm in the studio, I get in the studio a little bit later in the morning because I stay late, and I probably am working till midnight, one o'clock every night. So, and, you know, when I'm working at midnight, cats, you know, she, she's asleep by like ten for people. So, <laughs> yeah, so my, my body clock is just a little bit different. I do better, uh, in the later hours, so. Wow, um, and are you
1: working on clients that late?
0: No, no, I'm usually home by about seven thirty, eight o'clock every night, and, um, you know, and then, of course, I shower, just so Thanks. everybody knows, you know, I shower, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then I eat a little dinner, and then I get my laptop, and I'm working on my classes, my PowerPoints, getting caught up on emails, messages, you know, things like that, so...
1: Awesome. So I've actually personally taken um, one of your classes, and I love how passionate you are. Um, I took Taryn's lift removal class and just absolutely love it. Um, I'm, you know, also an esthetician, and so I loved, like, the science behind things, and I loved how much you explained that. If somebody was to take a uh, class with you, what would you say is one of the biggest things they're going to walk away from their class? They're
0: probably gonna walk away um with a lot of uh uh inspiration, motivation, excitement. I really try to um pass that on I have a ton of that and I want them to feel that and leave with that. They're certainly gonna leave. I'm a super detailed uh teacher, so I, I'm very, very detailed and I, I hold nothing back. I give every little trick tip, every little um, that I've ever learned to make my work better. I give that in my classes. Um, so they're they're going to leave with some definitely some better skills and uh, a lot of inspiration and uh, a lot of information for sure. Our classes are pretty are pretty kick ass, I think.
1: <laughs> I would 100% agree with you. So uh, thank you. Your the product that you created, correct, is left.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't take full responsibility. Of course I've got the great chemists over at LI Pigments, but uh they worked uh right along with me. I told them what I needed, what I wanted and um they already had left to be honest with you. They they had had that formula for uh quite a long time and uh was, LI makes things for, you know, private companies, private labels as well. And so they had already made that formula for uh, a private label, and it had fallen through. And so they sent it to someone I contacted and said I needed, you know, a really good removal product. They sent that out to me. And there was a few things I didn't like about it. Uh, So, you know, made made some notes and some changes. And uh, in the course of a year, we got it to where I loved it. And uh, and here we are. It's a really great product, a really great product, yes, Best, best saline uh, removal solution I've used, you know, to date. So,
1: I would agree with you. I use it as well, and I'm super impressed with it. I've had some amazing results, and uh, I feel like for me, at least, it gives me hope to offer to people if they've had, like, PMU gone wrong.
0: Yeah, right? What a better feeling to take something really unattractive um, that's probably affecting that person's you know, self esteem, the way they feel about themselves. I mean, I see that a lot. You can see that, you know, it affects them deeply when they've got something unattractive tattooed on their face. So to be able to take that off and then put something attractive, you know, back on is really powerful. It's really, mm-hmm. really powerful. And um and it and it really connects you with that that client. So uh, I love that. So I've been doing it a long time. About fourteen years
1: I've been doing removal. That's amazing. So what yeah. you say whether removal or just a regular permanent makeup, what do you think is one of the hardest cases you've ever done?
0: One of the hardest cases I ever done was probably a burn victim. Mm. Um, yeah, burn victim. Um, probably, I think he had about 70 skin grafts on his face. Um, wow. Yeah, he was completely burned to the point of disfigurement. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, no eyebrows, um you know when the lips get burned, they kind of expand, yeah. and they look you, me... so all that going on, and he really just wanted his features back and mm-hmm. and uh, and I had never worked on skin like that before, so that was really super difficult, but, um, I did it with several sessions, and uh I did it, and actually got to be kind of good friends with the gentleman. So that was kind of cool. I would have to say that was probably my hardest case ever because it was just nowhere for me to go for help or, um, you know, nothing to research or anything like that. It was, it was just do it. You know what I mean?
1: So yeah, and, it, and thank goodness it all came out all right. What did you do on him? Did you just do eyebrows? Did you do like eyebrows and lips and some liner? Yeah, the, the brows.
0: Uh, we did like a lash enhancement and, uh, the lips. So we we got the lips. Uh, the, the it was we wanted the lips to be more normal shaped, and so we had to match his skin tone and uh, and tattoo actually his face down to his lips and contour lip shape, uh, so they looked wow. a, a little bit more normal. And so that was kind of cool. The funny thing about this this guy and uh, is did a lash enhancement, you know, because like, he's a guy. Right. And did his lash, and he happened to be Asian. He was, I believe he was Chinese. And, uh, so did his lash enhancement, and then, you know, then we go back and we're doing touch-up work on this, that, and the other, and he wanted his lash enhancement now to be a little bit thicker. So we go a little bit thicker, and that heals, and I'm home, and I get an email from him. He sends me a picture of, like, a winged eyeliner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, true story. And he wanted, like, a winged eyeliner, and he sent me pictures of, like, these, um these, um performers, these like Japanese or Chinese performers that put on their eyeliners, you know, and as, as a reference, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> like Steve, you know, we can't really go quite into a wing. <laughs> so I created a monster, I think, but no. Right. But I, I did successfully talk him out of that and, uh, and he ended up with, with, um, some really nice you know cosmetic tattooing and uh it changed changed everything for him changed everything for me It was really good,
1: Wow, it's amazing so I will put her um instagram in the link below, and so if you do not currently follow Taryn, you guys can go check her out and I'm sure is that picture on your instagram um it's not no, it's not i
0: didn't uh I didn't get permission to. Gotcha. Uh, show those pictures yeah he's a quiet discreet uh guy that works in silicon valley so you don't have those pictures
1: well I'm there's a lot the of other way. a lot of other amazing pictures that you posted but i know um i feel like men sometimes don't want their pictures posted i've done several and a lot of them just you know and it's totally fine but it is interesting right how <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. And he, you know, he's kind of a shy guy. You wouldn't think so asking me for winged eyeliner, but uh, he was. He was a shy, you know, reserved, you know, guy. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, out of everybody, who would you say inspires you? Oh,
0: well, I've out of well, I got a few. I mean, out of everybody, I would say, uh, oh my goodness, well. Daria definitely inspires me because she's probably one of the most hardest working, uh, women artists I've ever met. She's so disciplined and really hard working and that, that, that really inspires me. Mary Richardson, uh, in, inspires me, you know, deeply. She's just a great human being and, uh, and the way the way she is in a classroom with her students um you know I I aspire to be that and you know we do this great class together she's a stroke so uh she inspires me and you know you know I'm going to say will <laughs> and he inspires me in a way cuz he's so creative he's mm. so creative and I, I I he just inspires me every day he's just on the ball he's quick and fast moving fast thinking
1: super creative and extremely talented. You're right. He's an incredible artist and just an incredible work ethic, which is always incredibly inspiring to me as well. De-
0: definitely. Definitely. And, and it's contagious. So when you're around him and the, and the four of us get together, um, not often enough, but we get together and, uh, and it's just really, it's just really super cool uh, to be in their presence and just be talking about procedures and this and that and, you know, and all this cool stuff. Uh so I, I love it. I, lo- I love talking shop. Anyway, with, with anybody, <laughs> you right? Know? It's, it's really fun for me. Yeah, and you all, and you learn and <laughs> mm-hmm. and you leave those conversations, um, you know, di- different, inspired, and uh, better. So. Mm. D- definitely. And, there, and there's a lot more. I could go on and on and on and on. There's just so many people in this industry that inspire me. And some of them you probably wouldn't even know their name. They don't have to be big celebrities mm-hmm. to to inspire me.
1: Well, and that's the whole thing, right, of the whole iron sharpens iron, and you're going to be better because you're around people who are inspiring you.
0: Yeah, and I've always made it a point to to surround myself um, with people that are actually a little bit smarter than me, maybe a little bit better than me. That mm-hmm. doesn't, um, you know, some people like to surround, they like to be the smartest one or the best one in their group, right, because that's. <laughs> feeds their ego but then right. how do you grow or how do you get better so if I've always really looked to surround myself with people that um I find something just so much better about them than me or I think they're smarter in this than me and um and then you learn you just learn you know Mm-hmm. And, and and you grow, and so and and it's very uh, fascinating to me to be around people that are smarter and better than me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> then that so. lights the fire under my ass, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> to make you yeah, right. yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely lights the fire in my ass, you know. So I love it. <laughs> Those
1: are definitely the people
0: we want to have around us, right? So, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And and the kind that are g- gracious, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they just walk with grace in this industry, and they're giving, and uh, and they respect others, and uh, they don't bash others. I have zero tolerance mm. for bashing uh, other products and, and people and others other people's classes and stuff. I just mm. can't stand that. I just can't stand it, so...
1: I agree. There's so much to go around, and there's just so much good, and there really is just enough for everybody, and yeah. I think people miss that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think so much of that fear just, like, dominates and dictates people's lives of, like, there's just not going to be enough, and so, you know, when people act from a place of fear, they're just not acting reasonably. And so when you're living in
0: fear, you're not living in faith, right, because you can't live in both. Right. It's one or the other, so pick That's right uh, pick and choose, you know, and I choose faith, I mean, all day long. So, you know, in in competition, I just look at it, just made up, uh, thing, you know, in our ego, it's just made Mm. up and not even, it's not even real, you know, but people (laughs) make it real, you know, and then they (laughs) act on that, you know, with, um, you know, fear-based, you know, thoughts and actions and, uh. You know, it's not healthy. I I I I feel sorry for those people. Actually, I'd hate to be that type of person. So, mm. I but imagine living with that on the inside of me. You know. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I know I've had students ask me in my class. They said, um, "So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this." And they say, "Aren't you afraid you're training your competition?" And I know what I say to my students, I'd love to hear what you say when people have asked you this, because I'm sure you've gotten that question asked asked before.
0: Yeah, you know, and I just just say no because I don't believe in competition. You know, I'm me, and you are you, and I could teach a thousand people, and I have at this point in my Mm -hmm. career, you know, um, the way I tattoo, the way I do it, and they will still never be, be me. Right. Um, you know, and no one will ever be you in the history of mm-hmm. the world. There is not another you, nor will there ever be. And so, um, and I think when you're focused on your competition and fear-based thoughts, negativity, that really that that stunts your growth. And then mm-hmm. you're, you're you're not a hundred percent focused on uh, your growth and your future and helping and paying it forward,
1: and that hurt that hurts a human being. So. Absolutely. I love, I think one of my favorite images is of, I don't know, was it last year at the Olympics where Michael Phelps is swimming and the guy swimming next to him is looking at him. And they like did this thing where they said like that motion of him looking towards Michael is what slowed that guy down from not beating him.
0: Yes, exactly. And so
1: you think about that, and I'm like, you know, for me, I tell people it takes enough work for me to water my own grass and to fertilize it and to plant it, and I'm such a dreamer that I'm like, I don't have time to see what you're doing or what's, you know, around there. So I, I agree with you. You're your own person and so you are you and nobody else can be you and that's your superpower like i 100% believe that
0: yeah absolutely and i i always encourage people take it a step further like i even help trainers i'll help people you know with their classes and get into training and uh if they want to start an online store i'll help them i i have lots of people that have started online stores and they'll call me and you know how did you do this how did you do that and uh, without hesitation, you know, I help them and mentor them because um, I just don't believe in competition, and I don't believe anybody has the power to hurt me, right? <laughs> we give people that power, they don't just <laughs> have that power um, and it's just important to stay focused on your own journey, a hundred percent focused uh on your own journey and where you're going, you know, where you want to go and and where you want to take your career. So stay focused on that, and you will be A-OK. But once you start focusing on your competition or, oh, this one's doing that, this one's doing Mm -hmm. this, well, now you're taking away, you're taking energy away from your own journey, your own world, Mm -hmm. your own dream, and, uh, and it will cripple you.
1: So what would you say right now is probably one of the most controversial issues in our industry that you would love, since you're such a positive person, to just speak on? Oh, my goodness. What is a controversial? Oh, there's so many.
0: I know. Uh, There's so many. When it comes to healing, you know, there's so many opinions, and I've done it all. Dry heal, not dry heal. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a full, like, all the way through the healing like seven or eight days, you know, dry heel. I did it for years. Um I I I make them wait just a couple of days. I do it like a two-day dry heel with with them just blotting and then they'll add a little ointment. You know, and that should be you know, the training, I I totally get it. You know, sometimes, you know, I'm human. Sometimes I'll see people I know they just got licensed a year ago and now they're out training and marketing themselves and you know, that can get under your skin sometimes. Um because some of these uh artists you know that that got into training so darn quickly uh they just they don't know what they don't know yet. do you mm-hmm. know what I mean Mhm, they haven't been through uh enough uh trial and error and uh mm-hmm. mistakes and situations both good bad and indifferent to pass that on to uh their students and so uh you know but I just try not to judge anybody Kate you know and I tr- I really do try to stay out of the controversial stuff um Yeah I really do and and just kind of protect myself from it um because I have no control the industry is just way too big way too powerful so I could get all caught up on on a topic and go out there and fight for my beliefs on that topic and it probably wouldn't make a huge difference <laughs> do you know what I mean
1: <laughs> Because
0: yes. And and so I, I do, I, you know, now I can make a difference one person at a time. So mm-hmm. when I get people messaging me and they want my opinion, you know, because they're confused, you know, that, that's when I go and I give them, you know, my honest opinions about things. But, um, you know, a lot of controversial things and uh, some of it, you know, gets under my skin, maybe even pisses me off with here and there, but I just try not to spend too much time focusing on it because I can't change it. That's the thing, cause I can't yep. change it, you know.
1: And why worry yeah. about something you can't change, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if I don't agree with someone, look, I wish everybody success, you know. Just, right. Just, just, you know, stay in your own lane, do your thing, be good to people, you know, and stop the bullshit and the drama and the gossiping and all that crap. Just, you know, right. yeah, yeah. Stop the judgments and focusing on everybody else and just do your thing.
1: So what advice would you give to a beginner? Like they're just brand new walking into this, they just have no idea.
0: Well, I would say uh, you know, find a good mentor or maybe um, you know, a a a group of uh, artists that uh you you respect them, you respect their work and uh and and, and don't believe all the hype nowadays in permanent makeup there is a lot of hype and a lot of paid hype. So uh, you know, um, and art, artists now can uh, turn themselves into a celebrity, you know, with Instagram. And a lot of these, you know, um, procedures you see, they're Instagram worthy uh, or Facebook worthy, but they they don't really stand the test of time. They're not really worthy worthy, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and the work that tends to be really worthy, I mean, heels, beautiful, ages, beautiful, uh, it's not so much that type of work. The, the type of work that clients really want and deserve and should be getting, they're not really Instagram-worthy photos right after, you know, you do them. So I, I see a lot of... uh uh instagram worthy you know uh, procedures and photos and celebrities and there's just a lot a lot of hype and people get caught up in that and so i would just say you know stay grounded don't get caught up in the hype you know do your research and um and and just keep your click small keep your circle small and uh stay disciplined and and hone your craft, you know. Find a good pigment line. <laughs> don't don't be switching, you know, products and pigments and machines if you're working healing great at first. I, I see too many people, things aren't going well their first couple months, and they think it's the pigment or they think it's the needle. And then they just start switching, 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 you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, find a good set of tools and products and a uh, good little click and, uh, you know, keep your head
1: down and stay disciplined. How long do you think it takes somebody who walks into this industry new? And I think that was something that was so um, hard for me. I think in the beginning, being a lash artist at first and walking into the industry, my husband says this to everybody. He's like, "I never saw her work for something as hard as she worked to become the artist she is today at my place. yeah yeah. You know, so I and I don't think I was ready for that. And the hours and hours and hours of practice that went into that. So you know, if you were to say to somebody walking into this, like, what do they have to expect going in front of them? Um, a good five years. I think
0: there's a five-year learning curve in this industry. I don't care if you're, you know, a microblader, powder brow, girl, I don't.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: there's a five-year learning curve. Um, it takes a long time to really learn a pigment line and get comfortable mm-hmm. with it, to know what it does and what it doesn't do on all the different skin types. That mm-hmm. lay down in our bed every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can think you know a skin type, right? You think you 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 mm-hmm. you understand the ruddy skin type, but then you know the fifteenth ruddy client you ever do throws you this curveball you just didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And um, learning, you know, all the technique, I just think it's a five-year learning curve. I really do. I think I think we have to. Have some things not heal as well as we wanted and then have to deal with that. Have to go in and, you know, correct some of our own work or adjust some of our, maybe adjust is a better word, adjust some of our work and all that good stuff, uh, to really develop as a really, really good, uh, responsible and skilled artist. And so I, I just, I think it can be good in a year. You can be good. Yeah. I mean, you got a good artistry. You got good this, but, um, I think it's a five-year learning learning curve to be, like, super skilled, where you've been through everything that can kind of happen to us as artists, right? Because mm. a lot can go wrong. <laughs> a lot can go wrong. And it does from time to time, you know, even with me, even with the best of us. Some mm. some of the big names just don't talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so, no, I have always felt like it was a, a five-year learning curve. And, like, if you ask Amber and Michonne right now, look, they just completed their fourth year. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you, Amber's like, you know, she still relies on me from time to time to come in the room and help her with a pigment choice or help her with this, you know, difficult situation or whatnot. Mm. So Yeah. You know, people think this is easy. But somebody mm. really good can make it look easy, right? That's the problem. You see you see someone really good tattooing a pair of eyebrows or a lip, and it looks easy because mm-hmm. they're so darn good at it. You know. Right. And I think a lot of trainers market this as easy. Mm -hmm. you know because they're trying to attract you know students to their class but it's not easy I think what we do is hard it's hard it's difficult it's stressful it's worrisome uh, but it's you know oh so rewarding and wonderful Mm -hmm. and amazing at the same time so Mm -hmm. you gotta love it you gotta love it love it love it and uh favorite is hard is hard
1: hard is not bad but, yeah. Right. You know.
0: I think the difficult situation's like, you know, when something goes a little wrong, it didn't heal quite the way you want, that that's the type of result that makes you a way better artist because mm-hmm. now your client came in, maybe something healed a little ashy or or this happened or that happened. Now you gotta now you gotta sit it. Now your mind starts twirling, right? You gotta think it through, you gotta uh have a plan, lay them down and now adjust it to get it uh to where you meant it to be and that takes skill that takes thought and it takes mm-hmm. concern and so I always tell my girls in the studio look when little things go wrong when little things go wrong um, don't curse them you know bless them welcome them and be grateful for them because those are the moments mm-hmm. that elevate you in that moment it, that just elevated you uh, a little bit better you know Mhm so if everything was easy, we wouldn't progress. we wouldn't elevate as artists you know we wouldn't we wouldn't have to think too much we wouldn't have to work through things
1: mm. so I
0: do think it's those those hard times those those difficult uh, procedures that really elevate
1: us. What I'm hearing you say is you're not going to take a three day class and then be a rock star at this right away no, you're not
0: no, you're not you're just not um mm. I think if you've got i think if you you've got talent and and skill a skill set, and you go into a three day class, and you can leave that three day class a whole lot better mm-hmm. than you walked into it. You know, I definitely think that, and I've seen that with some of my students. And then, of course, I've seen some students that have come back and back and back and back, and you know, they they progress very slowly.
1: Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: Um, right. You know, some people were just equipped uh and just had natural raw talent for this industry and what we do you know more so than others i mean that's just you know that's just the way it is but um
1: yeah what is a lemon that life or the industry has given you that you made into lemonade
0: oh oh oh. Oh, what is a lemon well hmm well, probably what one thing is Lyft came out of a lemon. I was uh using another product that uh I liked and pretty darn happy with. And then all the and, and then I, I started um selling it and marketing it and everybody that you know and it got quite popular and all of a sudden manufacturer like raised the price like two thousand percent and Things got crazy, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't even afford to buy it anymore or retail it. And, and that caused me to have to go look uh, for a, a solution, a different uh, solution, and uh, that's when I called L.I., and um, and I did go about a three-month period where I had no removal solution, you know, to offer anybody. It was this down time, this down period But um, And it was frustrating, and I didn't understand why that happened and how could that happen. Why would, you know, that happen? But everything happens for a reason, and I think Lyft emerged, and it's a better product. It's just a better product, and um, so that was definitely a lemon (laughs) that turned into a diamond, you know, for me. So And there's been a lot of lemons, Kate, I swear to God. You know, my career <laughs> hasn't been all roses and wonderful things and great opportunities and this, that, and the other. For for certain, not. I mean, I've had a lot of struggles and a lot of heartbreak. And uh, I've lost, uh, you know, a couple of good friends along the way, and mm. I've been devastated. I, You know, uh, yeah, but uh, that shit happens. It happens to all of us, you know, mm. and you just can't just can't go down for the count and, and you just can't say like why me why me and have a pity party and you know get angry you can for a moment right we can for a moment we can crawl in bed pull the covers up over our heads you know mm-hmm. and eat, eat in bed for three days and be all super depressed and cry and pity party <laughs> but then you got to get up and you got to shower and put your pants back on and go out and make things right
1: so do mm-hmm. so yeah. you have a favorite quote or saying that you live by
0: yeah, I do. Actually, dream big, get big, dream small, get small. I love that. I've been saying it for years and years and years. I follow the principle of law of attraction for about 22 years. I've been yeah. a student of that and studying it. I've read books, I've been to seminars, and I've just really immersed myself in that principle and um and so dream big, get big, dream small, get small. I love, love, love uh, that saying, and it's oh so true. I think too many times we limit ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to dream big because maybe maybe you think, like, well, who am I to dream that? Why would I get that? I'm just, you know, a kid from Maine. You know, that's me. I'm from Maine. Or how arrogant or cocky of me to dream that and think that I could have that. And I think we put those limits on, on ourselves. So I, I tell everybody in my classroom, look, dream big. Dream big, and you get big. And when you dream small, the universe is going to deliver. You're going to get small. That's probably one of my favorite sayings.
1: If you could spend one entire day doing anything you want, anywhere you wanted, where would you go, and what would you do?
0: To be really honest, this is going to sound dorky, and the listeners might (laughs) think, oh, come on. But it's true, because I don't get these days that often. But I would spend it with my wife, Kat, and my furry babies and i would and it would probably um i'd probably you know take them to the park and and let them run and play and go home and barbecue and jump in the pool and uh order uh, uh some movies for the nighttime. And it would be a home day it would be a home day with my wife and my puppies and and the kicker would be no facebook no social media no answering emails no taking phone calls <laughs> Love it. No, nothing. I mean, I'm like <laughs> unplugged with my family at home. That that would be that would be the way I would spend it. And like I said, those days are uh, few and far between. They're very rare for me. So, uh,
1: well, thank you so much for being so incredibly awesome and spending the time with us. And if you guys do not follow Karen, if you guys have not checked out her website, um, I will definitely put the links below. She is not only a kick-ass artist, a kick-ass person. She's kick-ass all the way around. So if you ever get a chance to meet her, she's amazing. Go to some of the seminars that she speaks at. Um, She is truly a gem of a person, and I'm honored that I have gotten to meet you and have
0: gotten
1: a little bit of time with you.
0: Well, I'm super humbled you even asked me to do this. So I'm really grateful and an honor. Thank you, and I enjoyed it. And, you know, I like you a lot, so... (laughs) Yeah, so good luck to you. I'm glad you're doing this, Kate, and uh, run with it, girl, and have a ball with it, and you'll be very successful at it, I'm I'm quite sure.
1: Everybody, look forward to next week. We will have another amazing artist that I will be interviewing.